Yes, it's Monday, and we all know what that means. It's time to talk about ghosts with I, Mr. Kevin Eustace. Hello. Um, so if you're new to the show, and you may well be, then please be aware what we do here is kind of a light-hearted look at the paranormal topic. We try and have a bit of a laugh. Um, and if you want to dark, you know, if you want to get scared, you just listen to a ghost story. I do another podcast called The Dark Paranormal. Go and check that out. That'll scare you. This is where we just be ourselves. We talk about ghosts. We share listener stories. I bring my partner Becca in towards the end and she reads us a story from Reddit. And that's how this goes. You know, it's just a, a general laid back, something to put in your ears whilst you're doing other tasks. I don't know, maybe maybe painting a shed, maybe waxing on and waxing off. Or maybe you have no interest in karate at all. Anyway, what have we got in store for you today? We've got quite a bit, actually. Um, we're going to say a big thank you to our Patreons very shortly. Then I'll be doing a paranormal review, where I review the paranormal so you don't have to, or something from the paranormal. And then, of course, we're going to have your true listener stories. And then we will visit Becca in her dingy dark. Oh, no, she established last week it wasn't dingy nor dark. In her bright and luxurious Reddit corner. So first and foremost, let's say a big thank you to the wonderful team over at Patreon. Now, when you sign up to Patreon, what you get is you get two extra shows each and every week. Yes, eight a month. God damn it. There's no need for the God damn it, really. Anyway, and what that consists of is one where I just ramble, as you can tell. I like to do so. And I try to make you laugh in the meantime. That's not paranormal based. I should stress that. And then on a Sunday, me and normally me and Becca will discuss something paranormal. Last Sunday, we had quite a bit of a laugh because we discussed death. And um, Becca said, you know, if I die and I got cremated, she asked for my permission to be turned into a diamond. And um, I gave it some thought and decided against it. I said, because, you know, let me put it this way. If you put that diamond in a ring and you met another man and things got physical, I'd be like, yay, what the hell's that? So um, it was quite a very, we did have a good laugh, this Patreon. So if you'd like to become a Patreon, head over to Patreon Cock, what, Patreon Cock? Tell you what, Freudian slip there. Patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts, just like these wonderful new Patreons have. We have Country Doc, Rin Lemieux, Trevor R and Stephen. And the guitar is out because what we also do when you sign up to Patreon is we sing your names as a thank you. So this song is for you guys. Ooh, it's in a minor key. Country Doc and Rin Lemieux, Trevor R and Stephen. They have signed to Patreon, they all must have good reasons. Maybe they'd like to hear me ramble on Probably not Or maybe they just want the show to carry on But thank you Either way There you go I Tell you what, my falsettos are picking back up a little bit And we ended it on a seventh, of course Big thank you to your wonderful team over at Patreon Don't forget, if you'd like to join the team Head over to patreon.com Not .cock Forward slash We need to talk about ghosts Now let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Yes, it's time for a paranormal review where I review something within the paranormal sphere and you may be interested or may not be interested to check it out. Yes, that's what we do. Anyway, we're going to have a little review of a thing on Netflix called 28 Days Haunted. Now, 
as I often do, and I've often been told off for doing, I'm only halfway through this series at the moment. But the premise is thus. Okay, so the idea is... Now, I'm going to say two names, which may make you go, oh, for fuck's sake, and skip. Ed and Lorraine Warren, right? Now, I've got my issues with the Warrens, as have most people in the paranormal sphere. But you can't deny that without them, a lot of people's eyes wouldn't have been turned on to the paranormal in the first place. You can't deny that. That can't be denied. You can deny a lot of other things around them, but you can't deny the fact that people's eyes, you know, may have been turned towards our favourite topic due to this duo. Anyway, they came up with this theory, allegedly, that it takes 28 days to do a full cycle. They called it the 28-day cycle where it would take that long for you to breach the veil and make full contact with the spirits of a haunted place or residence, etc. Now, the idea behind this 28 Days Haunted is that the, the Warren's son-in-law has started his own paranormal research team and he's split them up into three teams and sent them off to three separate haunted locations and they're going to spend 28 days isolated in these haunted locations. And that's kind of part of the deal, allegedly. He's going to monitor them from a base camp where they're all like, there's cameras on them at all times and they've got to be isolated. They can't know where they're going and all this carry on. And so far, so so good, in all honesty. There's a lot of stuff where I'm like, hold on. So uh, it's hard to say, really. There's some stuff I'm like, I think that's faked, I'll be honest. But there's other stuff. It's hard to pick out the real stuff from what I think is faked within that's just my opinion and i'm sure that they would come back and say it's all genuine it's all authentic but some of it i'm a bit like nah, i don't think it is but it's still an interesting watch and i'm gonna watch all of it because i like the idea behind it i like the idea behind isolating people in these groups and you know um living out this 28 day cycle to see if it does reap rewards of the paranormal maybe it will maybe i'll get my eye completely wiped there are some parts that I think are fabricated, personally, in my opinion. Um, can't prove that, you know, obviously, just my opinion. But there are other parts where I'm like, I don't think that is. I think that's genuine. So I think it's an entertaining watch, is what I'm saying. So currently, halfway through, it's two thumbs up. Not necessarily to the sky, not necessarily to the floor, but it's two thumbs up. I'd say it's worth your time if you're looking for something to put on in the background and keep you entertained, intrigued and, you know, and sort of question your own disbelief, then do give it a watch. So that's the review for 28 Days Haunted. Yes, now it's time for my favourite part of Amanda, where I get to read your true paranormal experiences. Now, long-time listeners will know this, but I don't pre-read these. I quickly scan through them. Um, and the reason I do that is just to make sure that they're suitable for the show, but I try not to take in what I'm scanning through so that when I've read the story, I can give me genuine opinion at the end, you know, so you're not getting um, me whatever I know this story inside and out, and then I pretend to be amazed at the end. If I sound amazed at the end, I'm amazed at the end. Anyway, our first submission today comes in from Caden, and they write, Hi, I hope I have the right email address. So do I, because it'd be weird to receive a ghost story if you were like, I don't know, a gas company or something. Anyway, you have got the right email address, Caden. And they write, I have an experience to submit. It may not sound too scary to the listeners, 
but to experience, it was awful and it kept me up for days. I'm 17 years old and this experience happened three years ago and it scares me to think about today. I was in a bad spot. I suffered from depression and I'd been attending counselling for a while. I was having problems with sleeping and I would fall asleep but it would all be dark. Now I know some people have had this type of thing before but in my sleep I would hear whispers calling me, telling me to follow them. I'd wake up in sweats. I always thought nothing of it and just carried on with my life. I continued to have these blank dreams for a while and every time I slept the voices got closer and closer until one night in my blank dream this disembodied voice said turn around. I turn around and a large black figure is looking at me. It said in a whisper family gone. And then I woke up to my sister screaming in my face for me to get up for school. I woke up but felt something was off. I felt cold and I felt eyes on me. I continued with this feeling throughout the whole day. I finally got home and I felt drained and I could barely walk or talk. I had no energy. I threw myself down for a nap. And in my dream, I could see things. It was my home and my family and my dogs... They were all together on the sofa, and nothing was wrong, they were watching TV. Before I could speak to them, I'd wake up, and when I woke up, it was 9pm, and my mum had just got home from work. I went to my bedroom and lay back down. I turned off my light and put on some music to help me sleep, and I drifted into my dream, the same dream I was having earlier. My home, but something was different. The house looked different. And my family did too. Everyone had a sad face. And the house was dirty. Before I could say anything, I woke up once more and it was time again to go to school. But I was unnerved by that dream. I tried to not let it play in my mind too much and just carry on about my day. Which was fine and everything was okay. Until my next dream. That's when things took a turn. You see, in my next dream, my little sister was laying dead on the floor, dismembered. My family was staring blankly at the TV, tears streaming down their faces. In the dream following that, it's my mum, hanging from meat hooks, posed like she's being crucified. In the dream after that, it's my bigger sister, a shotgun wound to the head and blood pouring out of it. It seemed to be endless night after night. Then I have a dream where my father is sat on the couch crying. Caden, you did all this. Then his body contorted into some sort of monster. And I'm stood there over my dead dream family crying. Then from behind me I feel a hand. I turn around and it's me. You know why I showed you this? The dream me asked. No, was it a threat? I responded. What this dream version of me said next stuck with me. It said, This is a sign to fix yourself. Get out of the gutter and work on yourself. One day, you'll end up like them. Maybe not as horribly dismembered, but you'll be dead at some point 
And I don't want you to die unfixed. I love you. Dream me turned around and walked off. And I woke up crying. I couldn't sleep for two days after this. I needed time to recover. And I think about those dreams still. And they still scare me half to death. Thank you for letting me share these. I love the podcast. Caden. Well, thank you, Caden, so much for getting in touch with your true listener experience. Now, dreams are one of those things which always fascinate me. I do think I'm one of those believers that in the dreamscape, we kind of merge. You know, you can be anywhere in space and in time and time doesn't really exist. And you can go and see the future and the past and all that marvellous stuff. I think there is a lot of um, very interesting work to be done in the realm of dreams, in the dream sphere, so to speak. But it's interesting. There's also um, like where you're saying there that you yourself showed you a horrific series of outcomes. And we're like, unless you get yourself sorted, you know, life's going to be like this. Maybe not to that extreme, but it's interesting that your body can give you these sorts of signals. Um, I've been talking with, I've been speaking with a therapist of late and one of our discussions has been around how your body can, you know, your body never lies to you. Your body will always find a way of telling you if something's wrong even if you don't want it to or if you're not conscious of it. Um, and dreams are definitely one of those ways that this can come through. I mean, is what you experience there paranormal? I don't know. But it's definitely supernatural in terms of your body communicating with you in such a way. I mean, that's horrific, isn't it, really? Especially why seeing your mum in a crucifix pose on meat hooks, for God's sake. Wouldn't it be much nicer if the you in the dream version just came into a coffee shop in your dream and went, you need to sort yourself out, girl. And you went, I know, thanks, me, I will. Yeah, don't, your best dad or it'll be a bit messy. Okay, thanks for the warning. I don't think there was much need. So maybe there was some sort of paranormal element to it. Maybe there was some sort of guardian angel who crept into your mind overnight and started showing you horrific images. Maybe that's the only thing you'd react to. Maybe that's the push you needed. I do not know. But either way, thank you so much, Caden, for your submission. Now, next, we have an email from Laurie. Now, people of old, and when I say you, I don't mean of age, people of old listenership who will recall and know that this podcast is not just like however many episodes we're in now, 40 or something. It's actually about 300 episodes old. Yes, it is. May recall that I met Laurie and we'd done an interview in a pub with her. And she references that, but she's got back in touch just with a very quick little paranormal tale. She writes, Dear Kevin, hi, Becca, hi, and the neighbour's cat, meow, and in brackets, who has a beautiful other name. She does, and we're allowed to legally say now the neighbour's cat's name is Sienna, but she will forever be the neighbour's cat. For those who are new to the show, basically, when we lived in a flat, um, when we started the podcast, we wasn't allowed to have a cat. So any time we referred to the cat, we had to refer to it as the neighbour's cat. Um, but now we live in a house where we're allowed cats. It's just Sienna. But we still refer to her as the neighbour's cat for show purposes. So Laurie writes, Dear Kevin, Becca and TNC, who has a beautiful other name, she does, Sienna. Believe it or not, it's coming up on three years since you interviewed me in the atmospheric pub, The Corn Market. Sadly, my interview was wiped out with your great purge. That is sad. There is a lot of good episodes. That You know what I should do? 
I should try and make like um just to put out there like a good few hours worth of the old content because I've got it somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, sadly that interview was lost with Laurie. But I have many fond memories of you and the interview. Many congratulations on your success as a podcaster. Why, thank you, Laurie. I have a short story about a ghostly encounter that I'd like to share. So this is Laurie's short story. My friend and I decided to visit Cape May, New Jersey, for a quick weekend getaway. Cape May has been a seaside resort town since the 1700s and calls itself America's most haunted seaside resort. Part of the fun for the weekend was to go on the trolley ride ghost tour at night. Since we arrived at the tour location a little early, we decided to check out the gift shop that was in the old bank. While it had a cool merch, I was more interested in the architecture of the building. There was a section that looked like it would have been the manager's office, all wood panelled and sectioned off. Another part was the huge vault, complete with a large wheel for unlocking the vault back in the day. I noticed a mezzanine area and decided to go up there for a bird's eye view of the store. Whilst going up the stairs, I jumped and gasped when I saw a security guard blocking my way. I then laughed because I realised the guard must have been a small statue that I have seen out of the corner of my eye. I guess I mistook the statue for the guard. Then it was time to leave the shop to board the trolley for the tour. The tour began before we started rolling. Our guide asked us to look at the gift store located in the bank. He said the bank was haunted by a former guard who has never left his post. Cheers and all good things, Laurie. How very interesting, Laurie. I love that. Um, I like the corner of the eye phenomena. COTEP, if you will, if you're one of these guys who like your acronyms. Um, but I do like Corner of the Eye Phenomena, specifically when, such as in that case, Laurie, it's validated by somebody who says, oh, you've seen a guard? Good, because that's a ghost guard of the old bank. I, ooh, I don't know why a werewolf noise. But yes, thank you so much for getting back in touch, Laurie. And you do make me think I should, I should go back to the over 300 purged episodes and maybe collate a little best of edition or a few best of editions. I think that could be a good idea for me to do. So yeah, thank you for making me think to do that. And thank you for getting back in touch. It's a pleasure to speak to you again. Funny enough, the core market where I met Laurie um, is a great pub in Liverpool. And some of the panelling in the area we were sat is, um, it was an identical replica of the panelling of the Titanic. Of, of some of the interior lining of the Titanic. It's a very old pub in Liverpool, yeah. So there you go. Anyway, enough historical facts and figures. Let's get over to that corner where Becca resides and she's going to tell us a scary story from the deep, dark corners of Reddit itself. Let's head over there right now. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. So it's that time of the week where we go and we speak to the person who lives in the corner, which we established that week last week is not a dingy and dark corner. It's a place of joy, happiness and possibly merriment. Who knows? It is indeed Becca's Reddit corner. Welcome. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. You? Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Thanks. Um, there's a slight breeze in here, isn't there? Where's that coming from? I don't, I think, don't think it's paranormal. I think it's just temperature. Window. Are these not double glazed? I thought they were. I don't know. Anyway, not spooky. Um, has anything spooky happened to you? 
Um, no, you don't think I do have anything spooky. Nothing new is spooky. You haven't. Nothing's tried to light the kitchen on fire this week. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Have you tried to light the kitchen on fire this week? Certainly not. Because who, who, who's the um, psychiatrist who says that there are no accidents? Fraser Crane. Fraser Crane. It's not just Fraser Crane. There's <laughs> other other people. There are no accidents. There are no accidents. So um, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Is it Freud? Possibly Freud. Yeah, sounds quite Freudian. Mm. Um, yeah, so we're obviously here within Becca's Red Corner for you to read an amazing paranormal experience that the the readers and writers of the thing known as Reddit have submitted. Wow, and do you know that this is an amazing... Have you actually read this one? Or I no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. I just know that this seems ample size. It's got 85 <laughs> upvotes. Right. It was posted one day ago um, by someone called New Coast 9155 Right. And it's entitled, Someone Else Was There. Ooh, Someone Else Was There. Yes, and um, and uh, there you go. And over to you. <coughs> Clear that throat. Shall. La, 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 la. There will be singing in the song. Just preparing, just I do hope so. Warming up the owl vocal cords. Okay. okay. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. This story is titled, Someone Else Was There. Oh, let's begin. Let's begin. This isn't my story, but my dad's, but I feel it is worthwhile telling it here. My dad was a builder, contracted to the local council to carry out works on council buildings. In the UK, this also includes homes and flats. My dad was told his next piece of work would be in a flat building with multiple rooms and three levels. Just for for reference, flat is is an apartment. Yeah. Homes and flats like these, when no one lives in them at the time, are called voids. The building is just empty rooms. When this happens, the council put big heavy metal doors on the building to prevent thieves from getting in. You need a set of keys provided by the council. To get, just to clarify, when they say thieves, I think they also mean squatters, because if it's empty, yeah, it would be neither use an ornament to a thief. But they don't want people getting in and like just chilling. Yes. Turning it into a drug den. Into a drug den or, you know, or God forbid the homeless try and find somewhere to stay out of the rain. Yeah, yeah, no council wants that. No. To get ahead of himself, my dad wanted to see the scale of the work he would be undertaking rather than going there completely under-equipped and unprepared. So my dad opens up and takes a look around. Four rooms on the ground floor, same on the second, and third all connected by a staircase which had a central shaft through the middle. You can see right to the ceiling on the third floor. Stairs have metal bars for railings. A big job but achievable in a few days. Cut the place out, we plaster a few walls and a repaint job. My dad goes to lock up, but he feels someone behind him. This, I am told, is not uncommon. Local people see builders go into empty buildings and they want to see what they can take. So naturally, my dad turns around. Mate, you're going to have to leave, I'm locking up. But he said it to no one. No one was around him or had been in the building. Thinking this is just an odd sensation, he thought nothing else about it, locked up and went home. My dad told my mum what happened but it was more of a passing remark, like, oh, this happened today, weird, aha, and nothing else was said. Anyway, the weekend passes, and my dad and his friend Martin go back to the job on Monday and begin opening up and proceed with the work. A local resident walks up and asks them how things are going, to which they both agree it's going well, and some other small talk. He changes the subject. It's a shame what happened in here, isn't it? Both my dad and his working friend were confused. A shame? What's a shame? Poor girl came home from school a few months ago and saw her dad hanging, tied himself to the railing and jumped. Jesus! My dad, of course, was now scared and felt that familiar shiver go up him. 
He didn't tell the local guy what he had felt, but he told his friend. Martin refused to go into the building alone, and they both agreed that they would always leave the central door open to make sure there was an exit if needed. Fair play. My dad would be the first to tell you he doesn't really believe in ghosts, and he would also say he's never seen a ghost, but he did say this was the oddest experience he's ever had and still cannot explain it. Thanks. I like that story very much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the fact someone's killed themselves, obviously, but I do like that as a terrifying story. Any comments? I thought you were going to mention from me then, but no, you won't. Uh, yes, I mean... But... <laughs> um, residual energy felt by your dad, that would explain it. When a person with no particular interest in the paranormal has an experience, it's so interesting. It is. And someone else has just very nicely said, thanks for sharing. Oh, so what are your comments? Well, nothing paranormal has actually happened. Well, he's felt so the he's, sensation he felt of something. the presence of someone behind him, but like if if the door was slightly ajar and he felt a breeze, or I don't know, I think that could be down to a lot of things. Just any kind of change behind you that could mm. be due to natural things might make you think there's someone behind you. Mm. Um, so there, nothing has actually happened. He's just thought he's heard someone turn around and said, "Oh, we'll have to leave," and no one's there. The fact that there was a murder. Uh, not no, a murder. murder. Sorry, yeah, a fact, murder. Sorry. What do you know that we don't know? <laughs> the fact that there was a suicide, a death there previously, yeah. kind of. I don't know. It doesn't. It's not really related. Like, it all is. right. So they had that story, and then Martin said, "Well, I'm not working in there on my own." If his dad hadn't said, "Oh, I thought I felt someone behind me the other day," like, would they have been fine with that? Like, what? Which? Which is freaking them out more, the feeling or the suicide? Probably the suicide. I mean, to be honest, if think about it, you know, just you as a non-believer mm. in the paranormal. Yeah. If I said to you, do us a favour, I'll give you 200 quid, paint a living room for me in this house, right? Mm. Here's the keys. Mm. Would you do it? How big's the living room? At the size of ours. Yeah. Right, okay. So now imagine if just before you go in, mm. oh, I need you to do it, by the way, at like 11 o'clock at night. Why? Because... Hang on, this is irrelevant to this story. Why are you is, throwing this in? It is, right. 11 so, o'clock at night. No, it isn't. No one's saying you've got to go in the middle of the night. Right, all right. right I'm just that. saying for example. Right. right. So, it's, it's an awkward one, Beck. You can only... You've only got... You've got you, the only times you can do it is after 10 at night. Um, but it's 200 quid. Paint the living room. One wall of a living room. Um, oh, just before you go in. Last week... The reason you need to paint it is because last week, a man slit his throat in there. Oh, dear. In the living room, but are you already still to do it? Does that not change any anything? I'm more bothered by it being after eleven pm than I am about Why? the murder. Because that's past my bedtime. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that's far too late for working. I'll be knackered. I want to be sat down. I want to be either sat down on the couch watching TV or in bed at eleven o'clock. But it is interesting. I mean, you we've we've had the canon happen, obviously, through our past episodes about you experiencing potentially paranormal things, or you raising you're the raiser, not me, of, of potential paranormal things in the house. But it's interesting when someone who doesn't believe has a paranormal experience, or what could be a paranormal experience. Mm. Like my mate's dad, I think I've mentioned this on another podcast, um, is a non-believer in the paranormal uh, at all. Like very rational man. And he was driving somewhere in France, and it was like a stately home in France. And he said, "Oh, let's like you, a visitor attraction, stately home." Mm. And they went, "So we'll go there, something to do for the day." And as they were driving in, 
he stopped by a tree. He felt it compelled to stop by this tree. And he's driving, so he stopped the car. As he's driving, yeah. Like, it, like on, on the path of this thing, on the way up to the house. Mm. Um, so he stopped by this tree, and he starts to feel, like, re- like really tight round the neck. Mm. Like he couldn't breathe. But, so he puts his foot, foot down and gets away from them. It's, like, weird. And he mentioned it to someone in there. And it turns out that um, that was a hanging tree. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he want to stop by that? Why did that no, he felt compelled. I don't, I don't know. He felt, he felt a compulsion to pull over the by the hanging the tree. tree. Pull over. The power of trees compel you. The power of trees compel you. Do you know what that's off? The power of Christ compels you. Yes. Well done. Well done, you. you I were. said it first. Oh, did you? I did said you? the power of the tree compels you. Yeah, I didn't know. You, but I, I didn't know you were referencing The Exorcist, given that you don't well, believe. Well, what an unusual teams. turn of phrase for me to come up with. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, so, have you got a nice day planned? Anyway. Um. Yeah. What are you yeah, gonna do? No, I've just got some chores to do. Oh, have you? You've got chores yeah. to do. Yeah. Very good. Um, I'm gonna do my exercise later. Good. Mm-hmm. Um and. We took our decorations down yesterday. Took our decorations down yesterday, yes. There's currently a tree sat in the front garden with a £20 note under it, which I'm not happy about. Because um, someone's coming to take it away. Yeah, charity Christmas tree recycling thing. In fact, they come collect it for a donation to the charity. Yeah, but it's also rather windy outside. I've just got a funny feeling that the tree's going to topple over, the £20 going to blow away. They're going to turn up and knock and say, where's all £20? And they're going to go, why are you cockney? You're in love, Billy Phil. Well, I, I don't know what else you suggest. We can move it if you want. I don't know what you want. No, no, it's fine. Let's just see how it pans yeah. out. <laughs> not that worried then, are you? <laughs> no, not really, no. <laughs> so I did casually like, oh, that'd be a nice one. I know. Okay, well, as ever, Becca, thank you for letting us in, allowing us into your your dark and and terrifying corner of Reddit. Well, it can be terrifying. It can be terrifying. Especially if I do that thing where I let my hair fall in front of my face, widen my eyes and cock my head slightly. Yes, because you do have that. Um, you are, as I say, you are the, the, you'll know if you watch ghostly videos on YouTube. There is a phenomena, um, normally from uh, Japan and Korea and places over that way, that uh, of a phenomena of like ghosts which appear to be like female spirits with long dark hair brushed in front of the face that seem to be popping the head around corners of doors, peeking videos, peeking videos, and um, Becca can pull that off surprisingly well I do a great and it puts the fear of Christ into me it really does honestly it does I know you tried to scare me the other week didn't you and I was like you want to play that game and you were like no 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 I was joking so I did it and you were like stop it stop it stop it it's terrifying you started this you tried to scare me first I don't like being scared so I will retaliate by scaring you back yes and you did successfully (laughs) I can do it better you can do it much better I did you know what they seriously should have cast me in that smile they should have cast you in that smile yeah yeah cracking Smile. If there's, if by chance the director or any future directors of Smile Two are looking for someone who can, at the drop of a hat, pull off one of the most terrifying faces you've ever seen, <laughs> then uh, get in touch. Yeah, I'd be a fantastic smile vessel. You certainly would be a, smi- a fantastic smile vessel. <laughs> and on that terrifying bombshell, we'll call it a day. Uh, as ever, thank you, Becca. You're very welcome. And um, we'll speak to you next week. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. It's been a pleasure. Bye, guys. Tatty bye. 